All right, welcome everybody to another Hometown Ghost Stories Horror Movies Review. This week we are doing The Conjuring 3, and we are also doing The Devil Inside. I am joined, as always, by Dave Wilkins. What's going on? It's actually The Conjuring The Devil Made Me Do It. It's not called The Conjuring 3. It doesn't matter. It's a piece of shit movie, so I'll call it whatever I want. (laughs) And we also have Jesse Wilkins to join us for The Conjuring uh, review as well. Yes, it's an honor to be back. Thank yeah. you guys for having me. It's hey. fantastic to have you. Hey, we're we're excited you're here. All right, which one do we want to dive into first? Obviously, The Conjuring Three, right? I think so. Yes. Well, let's so, start with The Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It, since that's what it's called. All right. Well, go ahead. We're going to let Jesse go first because I, Dave, had to restart his computer. I'm just going to tell this story. Dave just had to restart his computer. Because, you know, sometimes you have to do that before we started recording this. And the devil made me do it. (laughs) Nice. And Jesse informed me that he liked this movie. And then I sat here in silence until Dave got back (laughs) because I wanted to scream at Jesse the entire time. So I refused to talk to him until we got to the review. So um, tell me why you think this movie's. Let Good. me just give you a synopsis. Let's let's do this yeah, right. I let's guess just... it sucks. Give it a synopsis. Go ahead. Paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren take on one of the most sensational cases of their careers after a cop stumbles upon a dazed and bloodied young man walking down the road. Accused of murder, the suspect claims demonic possession and, as his defense, forcing the Warrens into a supernatural inquiry unlike anything they've ever seen before. It was almost flawless. Almost. Close. Close. <clears throat> All right, defend yourself, Jesse. So, it all started like a week ago when Dave said that it was a really bad movie. And I went into it thinking that it was going to be a really bad movie. So, the bar was low. Started off good. I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, oh, not bad, not bad. Uh, I liked the kid that was in it from, um, I think it's uh, Julian, Julian Hillard. He was from the uh, Haunting of Hill House series. Yep. Good actor. Um, yep. He was good in the movie. I like that it wasn't all about the kid being possessed the whole time. They immediately passed off the possession to someone else, which was fine. I thought it was pretty good. I, I, I would, I'm not going to give it a five star. I don't think it was Conjuring 1 status, but it was better than I expected because Dave set the bar real low. And I kept waiting for it to get really bad. And it stayed consistent. Like it was, it definitely had its flaws and we'll get into that. But overall I was, I had a good time watching it and and I finished the movie and I was like, that didn't really get too bad. I mean, there was definitely some things wrong with it, but no, I would say um, for me, I thought I liked it better than the second one. Let me chime in here because um, I think that I'm going to be in between you and Rob in this one. It was definitely not better than the second one. Um, The story did hold my interest. Uh, from beginning to end, I thought uh, what I can't say is there was really good acting all around and um, Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga were really good also uh, in their acting roles, as they always are. They play really good at Lorraine Warren. My main problem with this one is it just wasn't scary. It wasn't a scary movie. We're, we're back to the cheap jump scares, um, you know, the stupid rat in a cereal box. It was all the scares are really predictable. You saw him coming from a mile away. I thought this movie really, really, really missed James Wan because he had a really, really good touch, especially with the jump scares. He James Wan catches me off guard. Um, this one, uh, Michael, uh, 
the director's name, Michael. Uh, yeah, <laughs> should have had that in front of me. Mike, the, he d- directed uh, La Llorona, which was way worse than this, uh, to be <laughs> fair. But um, <laughs> there was just a lot that I didn't like about this one. And it was uh, like, why is Lorraine Warren a superhero all of a sudden? Yeah, like she's a clairvoyant, right? Which means all that really means is she's supposed to be able to see someone or she's someone who's be, supposed to be able to see beyond the range of ordinary perception. And now all of a sudden she can physically intervene in events that are happening somewhere else. Like, like she was able to stop the dude from committing suicide, Arnie from committing suicide in jail, um, just off the wall. And I think the movie just progressively got crazier and crazier and crazier until we got this big sensation, hyper sensational ending. Um, that I, it was just too much. It was too much. I thought it was kind of a bonkers. It was okay in the beginning. It just my problem was it wasn't scary. No, you're you're right about a lot of the scare factor stuff. Absolutely right about every single jump scare being predictable. I can agree with that 100. percent The rat in the box. I was like, this is gonna be a ruin. Like <laughs> that was uh, beyond predictable. The scene where he's in jail, and of course someone ends up. You know, they're the you see the guy sleeping in the bed. He's the only person in that room while he's mopping the floor. And you're like, well, that's guy, that guy's going to jump scare him. And yeah. of course he did. And um, yeah, overall, there wasn't a lot of moments that got me like, oh, shit, that's crazy. Uh, I found the 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 witch who was doing like dark magic. I found her character uh, pretty creepy. Was I scared by her? No, but I enjoyed her. Um, her slow moving kind of witchy stuff and i, I don't know i i, I thoroughly I, I think i and you had mentioned that the story was cool where it involved a court case and that was kind of cool if they stuck to that i think i would have liked it more yeah and that was so this was you know i don't want to get too much into the true story because this is one we're definitely going to cover because the true the true story that actually happened is the most crazy of the conjuring movie stories out of the case and Lorraine case files this one should have been the best of the three movies and it had potential to be, but they took that that court case thing and they put it on the back burner and they just went a completely different direction. direction uh, they went completely in a different direction that was completely fictional, which yeah. is, is, is we're talking about the movie in itself. That's one thing, but they, they had a really good story and they threw it out the window to go with this, this crazy story that yeah. I didn't think was that good. I have quite a few issues with a lot of scenes but i know rob is uh sitting there festering so we're gonna let I, i'm away. steaming i'm sitting here just steaming <laughs> listening to this conversation just not interjecting because i'm gonna blow a fucking gasket if i have to listen to any more praise about this movie i will tell you, you yeah you guys were over praising it i'll tell you the two to three things that i enjoyed about the movie i do like that they started it off fast we started off like right in the thick of things that's good. It's a little bit different. Um, I do think it actually hurts the movie later, though. But I do like that they try to do something different. I liked that during the possession for the guy that they tried to show you what he was seeing during the possession. It sucked. It did not look good. I liked the idea of that, though. The idea of seeing what that was. When, when, when he murdered the guy? Yeah, that was... yeah the main right. part but they showed it a, they did it a few times um the scene where he's walking down the road is a creepy scene other than that this movie is dog shit completely it goes you try to do something new and i understand trying to do something new in a franchise 
they go away from everything that works in the movies, the first two movies, without in without adding anything that makes it better or just as good. You don't have so part of the stuff that made the first two movies great is Ed and Lorraine Warren. You have their chemistry, their like connection playing off of each other. You don't get that that much in this movie. It's just Ed yelling every five minutes, Lorraine, Lorraine, come back, Lorraine. Like that's all he's doing throughout the whole movie. Like she's a she's away, she's doing something, whatever. It's to, to stupid. They're, they're kind of take so Ed was dealing with the heart conditions, which is what he was dealing with in real life. <laughs> so his health was different in this one, and I think that's what they're trying to pull into it. And I thought that um, I it didn't bother it didn't bother me. Like it, I thought their chemistry was actually still pretty good in this one, and I thought that Patrick Wilson and um, Vera Farmiga were the only reason that this movie wasn't a zero for me. Oh, I, thought, I, I, thought I they, think they, they're still good actors, but they didn't allow them to, to show like their compassion and stuff. So a lot of the stuff that they did in the first two movies is they would come to the house, you know, they would investigate the house. They, they'd mingle with the family. They'd show like a softer side of the Warrens. They um, just get together and just show the human side of them before you start getting into the scary shit. Right. So, like, you get that bond with the Warrens and the family. You can't keep doing that. I understand let's just, let's that. Let's just cut to the chase. You're mad because Ed Warren didn't fix anything like a handyman. In this yeah, movie. I'm <laughs> mad about that. But I'm also, mad, I'm also mad that they're all of a sudden fucking police detectives. That drove me crazy. Like, yeah, what are we hard. doing? Like, they did. This was another thing that, that the Warrens did in real life. They were... The police. This, so I actually didn't have a problem with the scene where the cops called them in. So that's uh, part of the true story. The, that's part of that's not part of this true story, but it's part of the um, what they did. So there were a lot of Ed and Lorraine Warren's case files where the police would actually call them in to have Lorraine help them solve crimes they couldn't solve, and they act, they were actually were able to help in a few of them. Yeah, that's not uncommon. Really cool. That's not what I'm mad about. I'm mad about they're sitting in a lawyer's office and they're like, "How are we going to help this kid?" I guess we got to go do be detectives and prove that demonic possession is real. And like all of a sudden they're, they're detectives trying to do detective work throughout the whole movie. You know what I mean? They They weren't helping. They were, they were invest. They were like, this is part, this is part that they incorporate, they incorporated this from the actual case file that they actually did. So they actually did try and help out with this court case. They actually were trying to get this kid um, exonerated for the first time ever on on grounds of demonic possession and it was i think it was the first case that they ever tried this for and they really they really tried it in real life this so i I know that so that's what they were doing so they're they're trying to incorporate whether or not they did a good job no i guess but um i don't think it was dumb that they they tried it they went way overboard with it and then to your point where she becomes a superhero, it just becomes a Harry Potter movie all of a sudden. Yeah, I hated, I hated that. Like, hated what, that are, what are we doing here? Like, I understand that, like, they're supposed to be suspended disbelief, but, like, it just, it goes too far, I think. Like, way too far. They're and then you the got... The rules that they, they like, like, we were talked about in the, the second Conjuring. They right. Set, they set up a set of guidelines or rules, guidelines, and then they strayed away from it. So right. that's kind of what they did with Lorraine Warren in this one. They're like, oh, well, she's a clairvoyant, so I guess she can just do anything. She's with her brain. She, that's her ex. You know? 
Yeah, I, I will say that the dumbest scene in this movie, and this is coming from me, which I do believe I'm probably going to give this one the highest score out of all of you guys. The dumbest thing I've ever seen was the scene in the morgue when the yeah. fat naked guy. Yeah, and I when, understand what they were trying to do was that, you know, like the, the witch can control these sorts of things. But, oh, my God, that was so bad. And then, yeah, uh, when, when meatloaf's running around trying yep. to scare him. Yeah, I could have I could have looked past it. Right. I was like, OK, one bad scene, whatever. But then they friggin' brought him back like a few scenes later. Yeah, now he's just at their the house. house. Yeah, yeah, it's like okay, here comes big fat naked wet yeah. guy running at them again. Oh my! I God. hope that's that not was, the spinoff in this one. <laughs> that was so bad. Yeah, <laughs> that was so bad. So bad. It, it just nothing. Oh my God! Nothing worked for me in this movie except for that very opening. The scene where the kids in the bed isn't even scary. It just it doesn't look good like with the waterbed to me. It just That one just gave me a little like, bit of chills. I mean like you no. knew it was you knew it was coming, but then when the arm grabbed him that was kind of stupid, but um again, just predictable. So predictable. Yeah, I just I don't know. It just I think you're dead on Dave where they just need a James Wan for this like he this wrote guy. some of it. He, I think James Ron, Juan had a hand in writing this. So, I mean, I think they needed his directing. They should have said, no, no, you don't write it. Yeah. You direct it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, it's Sometimes it's just vision, right? I mean, The Shining, you go back to The Shining where Stephen King hates it because he doesn't think his writing was interpreted the way he wanted to. But it was now that movie is an absolute classic. Yeah. That movie holds up. Like that movie's older than The Exorcist and it holds up so much better. I think it is. I think uh, The Shining was 70s and Exorcist was 80s, I think. No, the, the Exorcist, Exorcist was like 73. Was, okay. Uh-huh, maybe. I do want to mention that now, was this paying homage to The Exorcist or just a complete knockoff when they had the priest with the hat get out of the car, just like The Exorcist movie? I think it's like homage. paying homage. Yeah, I didn't. I did have to take a break. Like, wait, wait a second. Are we watching the right movie? Yeah, I did the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. This movie just sucked. I just did not enjoy this. And I love, you know, I love the first Conjuring. I thought the second Conjuring was still a good movie, despite some flaws. And then I just, it's just off the fucking rails for me on this one. Mm-hmm. Ending was pretty stupid. Uh, predictable that the guy with all the creepy stuff in his basement was going to be tied into it. He played a bit of a good guy role, you know, and bad guy because he was hiding the fact that that was his daughter. Uh, but you knew that was going to come back into play. It was a little intense when she was going down into that basement. This was a scene that kind of that was pretty well done when she was going down into his basement. And she's by himself this time towards the end of the movie, mm-hmm. and uh, Lorraine's going down into the, like like you knew something bad was going to happen, and that was kind of intense. Um, and then um, when she showed up, killed her father. That that was. I, I didn't think that part of it was pretty bad, but then it went pretty downhill from there. Again another horror movie ending where it ended in complete chaos Ed being possessed and I, I don't know it was a it was a pretty bad ending for sure and just the convenience of that priest that they had to go talk to it ends up being their daughter right well oh, like yeah it ends up being the priest's daughter that's doing everything just the convenience aspect was just like ugh, come on man yeah right well, one- his reasoning with it was was I was fine with it because he's like, you know, when when you try to keep your kid away from something, sometimes they become obsessed with it. So, no, um, I mean, that's fine. But the fact that they had, he, they were sent to see this priest specifically from someone else that there was no like connection for them to go see him. And then all of a sudden his daughter is the one that's doing everything. Mm-hmm. It's just like, how? Like, how are we getting these ties out of 
I don't know. Just sucked. I just hated hated this movie. There is a consistency with all three of the movies, and that towards the end, and I think they got worse and worse and worse with worse with this as they went on with the three movies. Is it gets everything is gets so big, so grand, and then fits together so perfectly and ends so perfectly. Even in yeah. the first one, which I loved. Um, yeah, that's my only thing about it is like it just ends too perfect. Everything just comes together and just too grand. Yeah. And a good, in my, like a, yeah. In my opinion, a good horror movie should leave you disturbed and unsettled at the end. Even if yeah. you have a happy ending, you still gotta twist something at the very end to make you go ooh. Is it over, you know, or just, you know, it could just be a look mm-hmm. you could have just had. I mean, I wouldn't like the movie no matter what, but just give have Ed give like a little look towards like a mirror or something. Yeah. Or, like oh, he's man, still slightly it, possessed. The original Dracula or the original Nosferatu where it just ends and it's just you're panning away from the vampire and he's just mm-hmm. in the room staring at the camera, just directly into the camera for like a creepy amount of time and it's just like yeah. that's one of the best horror movie endings just so good and there's it just there was nothing to it it was just the dude stare, standing there staring at the lens and it was so creepy <clears throat> yeah all right let's give some scores for this one jesse um i'm trying to think back on what i gave the conjuring to because i'm standing by i like this one a little bit more than the conjuring to you were th- um, uh 3.4 Oh, no, you're 3.7 on the Conjuring yeah. 2. 3.7. I'm not doing it. I'm going to give this one a 3.2. I, thinking back on it, and, and this discussion has brought me to... I enjoyed this one more than I enjoyed the second one. However, now that we're discussing it, I was not scared watching the movie. The jump scares were unbelievably predictable. There was too many plot holes. You just let us bully you into changing I, the story. I, no, no, no. <laughs> no we, this is why we do this. You know, you know we, we bring up the reasons. But it was not, not necessarily what you said. It's what I said. And now I realize as I talk about it that I actually think if we're grading it as a horror movie, the second one was more scary than the third one. I did enjoy the third one more. But overall, as a horror movie... I'm going to give this one a 3.2. But overall, I enjoyed this movie more than the second one. I stand by that. Dave? Uh, it's a 2.2 for me. Yeah, 2. I'm going to I'm gonna give it a 1.5. As much as I hated it, you can't give it a zero because, again, the, the actors are great in the movie. They play their parts the way they're supposed to. I don't think they were given enough to play with on this one, personally. But what they had was good. All of the supporting cast was great. I thought the the kid that was possessed was fine. His girlfriend was fine. The um, the detective that they met was was fine. Like so, like that. The acting, the camera, the acting was good. Every, yeah, it wasn't a yeah, bad actor the board, in the movie, yeah. so yeah. That, count, that counts for something. Other than Meatloaf, um, yeah, everything was fine except for him. He did but, what he had to do, though. I don't think yeah. he did a bad job. Your, he did, your job he is to be he fat. He did what he set out to do. <laughs> run naked and then fall. And then yeah. He did all three of those things just fine. Um, yeah, so that's where yeah. I'm at with that one. Do we think that they continue this franchise now? Yes. Yeah, yeah, not not the spinoffs. The it's making so much money. That, that I, don't think I think the Conjuring 4 is already in the works. Is it? Yeah, okay. I sent you guys a screenshot of it because they, they laid it out weird. So I, whatever they're calling it looked funny. And we had a laugh about it. It was a while ago, though. But yeah, I believe the fourth one is in the works. I hope so. 
but I hope I hope James Wan does it, and I hope it doesn't continue to uh, go downhill. Yeah, I hope they go back to a little bit of their roots for the next one and try to, you know, it doesn't have to be a haunted house per se, but I don't know. They just can't do what they did with this one, in my opinion. So that is The Conjuring. The devil made me do it. Uh, the Conjuring 3. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The Conjuring Three. Conjuring Three. The Devil Made Me Do It. Not to be yeah. confused with these. These titles are relatively similar. So, yes. The but speaking of which, I have not gotten a chance to watch the next one, so I'm going to bow out of this part of the review, gentlemen. It's been a pleasure coming on, and, and thank you guys for for bringing me back down to earth and helping me uh, welcome back. Help me, help me realize that. Uh, that this one did not deserve a higher rating than The Conjuring 2. You're welcome. Don't yeah, want to. You, should, you should still watch The Devil Inside. I, I, I think that it's, it's worthy of watching. Yes. I'll listen to your review and I'll determine whether or not it's worth my time. All right. <laughs> Get out of here. And, and I will spoil the movie for myself by doing so. All right, gentlemen. Absolutely well. Yep. We'll see you. <laughs> Bye. All right. So, The Devil Inside. Do you have a synopsis for us? I do. 20 years after Maria Rossi murdered three people, her daughter Isabella seeks the truth about that terrible night. Isabella travels to Italy to find out whether her mother is mentally ill or demonically possessed. With the help of two young exorcists, Isabella tries to cure Maria and engages four demons in a battle for her mother's soul. This movie's fucked. <laughs> this movie's wow. I was this is a it's kind of a short one. It's under 90 minutes and yeah. um this was um, I like the spin. Uh, so it's, it's supposed to be like an unsolved found footage case. And they started off by saying uh, the Catholic church didn't permit this video or the exorcisms kind of made it feel real. And they tied that back in at the end. Um, and I mean, I generally like this movie. I thought it was a really well put together movie. Um, it's authentically scary. You didn't know what was going to happen. You didn't know where it was going to go. You didn't know what the characters were going to do. You didn't know what you just didn't know anything really. Um, this is another all the actors were good enough that it didn't bother me uh, I didn't think anyone was anyone was bad and the producer the, was bad the, yeah so there was there was I mean this is definitely not a perfect movie um, and this movie got killed I was I, I stumbled across a uh, BuzzFeed article um, mm-hmm. at the 50 worst movies ever made and this movie was like in the top 10 <laughs> like, really yeah like they, I mean it's BuzzFeed and, and honestly like if 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 anyone was like, this was a terrible movie, I would, I, I would understand where they were coming from. I wouldn't agree because I did like it. Um, but the ending was different. There's, there's elements that I like, and I like the concept of this movie. So I like the found footage um, idea of an exorcism movie. It's, it's not the first one that's been done, but they did some things in this that I thought was really well done. Um, the scene of the girl that they go they go to show her the main character the exorcism they're yes. like well, you need to come with us to see this exorcism thought that scene was great that scene so, was 
Yeah. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Just the way they had the body contorting and stuff like that. It, it was generally creepy. There was a lot of shit going on in that scene that was creepy. I like the scene of the priest at the baptism. That was, uh, that was, yeah, harrowing. So they had some elements that were truly terrifying and gripping in this movie. Now, I'll get into some of the stuff I didn't like, just just to kind of hit the other side. When I think of a found footage movie, and I understand that we have cell phones now and better cameras and everything. Before you say this, I just want to say that you are about to agree with the only thing I didn't like about this movie. So go on. Oh, yeah. It, I, I could see it coming. It looked too much like an actual movie. Like, it looks just like like if I were to go watch any other movie, it looked like a cinema movie a lot of the time. There was a few scenes that they, they did do the, it looked like a, like a GoPro or, you know, some other shit. Not so well, like, the, the you know, the, the framing is right grainy-ish. But it looked too much like a real movie. And you're trying to do a found footage, and it just, that shit doesn't work for me. Um, is that where you're going with that? Not quite. Um, so you didn't go where I thought you were going to go, and I thought you were going to go. So I I also like the concept, the found footage concept, and there's usually a consistent flaw that I have with them, and this one wasn't any different. Um, and it's that, now I know it's a found footage, I know they're filming a documentary, I know that they're filming the idea is that it's supposed to be filming everything. A lot of the scenes just did not make sense that they would be filming this. For instance, yes, after the now, um, you know, we don't have to say it. Spoiler alert! Because we should spoil the shit out of all these movies. Yeah. Um, that when the when the um, cop shoots himself, not the cop, the um, the priest shoots himself, and they're on their way to the hospital. Um, there's no reason for them to be filming that. Like that, like right. the, the doctors come in and they're talking to the doctor and they, they get the camera. Right. Like it's not, it's not there. Now I know you got to have right. it to, have, to make the movie or the movie won't make sense, but it just doesn't work. And it's, it's just, you're like, ah, why are they filming this though? Cause you, you, you don't, you don't really forget that the camera guy is there filming. Right. It just doesn't feel right. And maybe to be fair, like, how do you, you, you're, how do you do it? You know? No, I, I get that, but that's part of the problem. Right. So that scene, the bad thing about that scene is this dude shoots himself and there is no, no clear sign that he shot himself right afterwards. I don't know if you caught that. Uh, there's no nothing on his face at all. Oh, but, yeah. So yeah, that, that could have been better done. Done better. So the other thing that drove me crazy about this movie is horror movies always set you up by telling you what's going to happen within like the first fifteen minutes if you just listen close enough. A lot of times they're going to tell you like what to look for in the movie and it's not just horror movies it's a lot of movies in general and then when you look back at the end of the movie the foreshadowing you're like oh they kind of hit on that early in the movie and I should have seen that coming but I never did because they do it so subtle that you just never catch it to me personally they were in your fucking face with it in the beginning of this movie they walk into the class and the whole discussion's like well, we think that sometimes a spirit can possess multiple people at the same time. And you're like, all right, well, I guess multiple people are going to get possessed at the same time yeah. in this movie. And I'm just like, well, now you ruined it because I thought that this was going to be a great concept movie of is the woman actually possessed or is she crazy? Um, crazy? 
And I thought that you were going to go through like a deep dive of that for a while, but you don't. And I thought that's where they, one of the places they really messed up. Personally. Yeah. There was a scene and uh, at the time it annoyed me. And uh, I was like, this is a huge flaw with the movie. And now looking back at it, it might not have been, I might've just missed it, but it was when they came back from the, the baptism and mm-hmm. the, priest and the girl it was before the priest came back in so the girl was in there with the camera by herself and the cameraman wasn't there either it was just her with the camera and she's talking into the camera and she says I don't remember what she said but she says something like she's talking to the cameraman as if he's there and she's talking to the camera saying um you're gonna rot in hell for what you did or something something along the lines you're gonna rot in hell hope, rot in hell for what you did blah, blah blah talking to the cameraman and then they never addressed what she was talking about Oh, see, I don't think that's a bad scene because what I think they're doing there, um, pretty positive of it, is she mentioned something that he did that she should have no knowledge of him doing. And that's what I thought about after the fact. I was like, oh, yeah. she was starting to show signs of possession. But when I right. first saw the scene, I didn't know that at the time. So I was like, whoa, what's that about? I wonder when we're going to hear about that. And when that movie ended, I was like, they never yeah. addressed what she was talking about. I thought, that, but yeah. not, then I thought about it more. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's probably what it was. Yeah. So, like, little things like that are fine. Like, I like that. Um, we got to talk about the ending real quick. Yeah. So the ending is the reason that this movie get killed by a lot of people. And a lot of people are just like, this is the worst ending to any mover, any movie that had ever happened. And um, I don't agree. I thought the ending was good. I like the ending. Um, it felt lazy. I don't, I liked what it did. So I, I am a fan of endings that don't end that you're not, you don't get the ending you want. Lazy is fair. And I actually just had an uh, not an argument, like a discussion about, with somebody else about the ending of Ozark, which we won't talk about. Yeah, because <laughs> I haven't watched fair. it all yet. <laughs> um, yeah. But they said the same thing. It was lazy, and I said I didn't agree. Um, that we'll leave that at that. But um, I, you can make the argument for lazy, sure. Like, but I don't think. Here's why I it's think... lazy. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. So. There's a few things that's lazy about this. I mean, we're just going to end it on the car crash. Like, come on. Like, he gets possessed and just swerves in the traffic. Here's another reason why that's lazy. So, who put together this film that I just watched? Who edited this whole film? Like, they're not, it's not going to be somebody picking up all their shit, putting it together. I feel like that is implied. And yes, I think that is what happened. You did the beginning of the movie that says, they're implying that please help us solve this case please help us figure out what happened here um and then at the end they had that that scene that was like if you have any information please reach out to this uh foundation website blah 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 and they made it feel like the people had put this together and were trying to figure out what the hell happened you know what i mean it it was like an unsolved case that was the reason that video existed was because somebody that cares about these people is trying to figure out what happened so they used to get I understand it's a 10-year-old movie, but if you're going to end the movie with please visit this website, you should make sure that that website's going to be active for... It it's not. I went to oh, it. Oh, you checked to check? Yeah. I was like, all right, well, at least let me follow up with it. And the website's not active. And then I looked into it a little more, and apparently the website didn't even like follow up on the movie. It was just like almost like a trailer or something for the movie instead of like leaving you some more clues or something. That would have been pretty cool. 
if you're going to follow up the movie like that, you need to show more. Or, like, you don't need to show a different ending or anything, but you need to play into it. And you need to, it doesn't cost a lot of money to to buy a website and have something running on it, right? So, like, that's my whole thing. It's It's just, some of this just felt really, really lazy. And I just, and it's sad because, like I said, I liked the the concept of this movie as a whole. Yeah. Uh, I did too. I don't know. I, 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 so I have a problem calling something the ending lazy if they did what they wanted to do. And I have a feeling that the, that this the idea of this movie started with the idea of the ending. That's my guess. So to say that it ended like that is lazy. It doesn't really work, I don't think. See, um, I, I thought that this movie would have started with the idea of let's let's talk about possession versus mental illness. And I thought that was probably the idea they came up with. And then they just didn't stick to it enough. Yeah, maybe because they definitely started off strong um, going down that avenue and they definitely strayed right away from it. Yeah, they like immediately abandon it. Um, As soon as she meets the mother, they determine that she's basically possessed. So I and I think that was the biggest problem for me. But there are there are scenes in this movie that are creepy so like giving it a top 50 worst movie ever is ridiculous as well so right that's what i would say there's some stuff that could have been done better of course like a lot of stuff that could have been done better but it's not the worst movie i've ever seen in my life well that that list was uh all-encompassing in regards to job with regard to genre so i'm guessing the person who compiled the list was not a horror movie person and that's why they probably didn't. I mean, if you don't, if you don't like horror movies, you you would hate that ending enough to be like, "This is the worst thing I've ever seen." <laughs> yeah, and I bet a lot of it had to do with found footage um, fatigue as well. Well, so yeah. you know, people were probably getting sick of the found footage movies after Blair Witch made them so big, and then you have like activity. Paranormal Activity, Cloverfield, you know, mm-hmm. plus a ton of knockoff ones because. If you wanted to make a movie in the mid 2000s, all you had to do was found footage and it would cost you next to nothing to put it out. Yeah. So what did you grade this one? I had it at 4-1. Oh, wow. That's higher than I thought that you were going to go with it. Um, I would give it like a 2.7. I think it's slightly above average. I don't. You're giving it an F. uh, Like I'm giving it. I'm giving it a, a mediocre score because that's not that's an F. No, I don't think it's it an is. F. Two point seven would be fifty-two uh, percent. Fine, it gets an F, but it's like a it's like a get, at least you tried F, you know, <laughs> higher echelon F. It, it it just it has a few scenes that I think you should see. I think the concept could have been there. I just think that it just it fails in too many ways to go higher than like a two point seven, two point eight. Right. Like I said earlier with the ending, if you, if you give me, if you if I'm watching a horror movie, I want an ending to be disturbing, unsettling. I want it. I like, I want, I want everyone in the room to be pissed off except me. Just like, yeah, <laughs> you know I mean? that's, that's going to like, it's, that's going to be good for me. And I thought, I thought the movie leading up to the ending was, was, was really good too. I thought it was just a really scary, um, uncomfortable movie. Yeah. I mean, it has flaws, but <clears throat> yeah, maybe I just can't overlook some of them because I, I did catch myself, Throughout the whole movie being like, I hate this camera work. I hate this camera work. I wish this was grainier. I wish this felt more like a 
like you know like VHS. A, yeah, like like a VHS. Not even a VHS, but just give me more like a cell phone, like jerkier, not as high quality camera. I understand that he's a doc, like he does document. He's a documentarian, whatever you want to call him. He makes films, and but he doesn't make them to look like a cinema movie. Documentaries never look like a movie that was made for cinema, right? Right. And he, he, so, like, that was my biggest problem. That's all. So that is our reviews for The Conjuring 3 and The, the Devil Inside. Dave, we did not discuss this beforehand. Do you have a horror movie review that you want to touch on next time we do this? No. So let's just throw something out there. Let's do some classics. You want to do classic horror? I want. I have one that I want to do that is not a classic. All right. Well, hit me and I'll see if I can... I'm going to give you this one. I don't know if you've seen it. Have you seen Tucker and Dale versus Evil? No. Okay. I'm doing this because of some of the stuff you've said in episodes past. This so is camp. I, yes, but I think it is the most well done camp that right. can be done. So I think you need to watch this movie. So I'm going to throw that one out there. All right. Um, let me think. Do I have a, do I have a fun camp horror, campy horror movie? That I thought was well done. Um, off the top of my head, I mean, I consider Evil Dead camp, kind of. Maybe the new yeah. one. Do the Evil Dead. Maybe the newer. Want to do the new Evil Dead? The newest? The one that came out like 10 years ago? The, yeah, newest. Was it 10 years already? Yeah, it's been like 10 years already. That's wild. Um, I think we saw that in the movies. I, I would say, Dave, that I have no problem watching an Evil Dead movie. <laughs> <laughs> Good, so, fair enough. So you want to do the newest one? You don't want to do one of the Bruce Campbell ones? Let's do, let's do the original one then. I said classic. That's a classic. Yeah, I think all of them are classics. So <laughs> yeah, we could do the original Evil Dead. I'll watch that again. Yeah, so. I haven't seen that in a while, so that'll be fun. Uh, yeah, Evil Dead is like it'll be a fun topic to talk about for sure. So I think they actually fit together perfectly, and you'll see why. So until next time, that has been Dave Wilkins. I am Rob Coakley, and uh, watch those movies with us. Peace.